0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And all I can say is that it's justice on me, really. Um, Ever since I mentioned that I thought the nights were pulling out and that we were mainly heading towards spring, uh, I've been rewarded with some of the coldest weather I can remember for a long time. So that's going to crop its way into um, the episode this week, along with quite a few references to Prime Ministers. But we'll get to that we'll get to that after we've had a little bit of the uh, the old twangy guitar monday i'm going to start this week by giving a shout out to one of my patrons um, and the patron in question is called Shane, Shane McKee. And um, by his own description, he came to Therapy for Me quite late. And because of that, what he's waited to do um, is he's waited until we went past the year point. So he waited to the point where we went into season two. And then he's been listening to the corresponding episodes of each season um, on the same week. So in the week that the first episode came out um, in 2020, obviously the corresponding episode for Season 2 came out in 2021. So he's been listening to both Week 1s and both Week 2s and so on and so forth. Um, just to hear the you know the development or to see how the two sit with a year uh, apart, which I think is a really intriguing concept, actually. Um, and he's been giving me little snippets of little snippets of feedback and and the feedback he, he gave me um, which I think he gave me on the second episode was um that I sounded more confident um, on the you know on obviously the ones that are newer um, which is interesting because I didn't feel when I started this that confidence was necessarily an issue I was I was a little bit low and I was carrying some issues with regard to you know the fact I'd, I'd Finished being in a in a job for sort of fourteen years, and what comes with 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 that kind of that kind of situation. Um, but I didn't really think it had affected necessarily affected my voice or, or 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 maybe my you know sort of demeanor or what you could hear through. But clearly, you know, uh, it it did do. Uh, which actually, i I'm, I mean, I'm talking now, and I'm using my hands and I'm articulating and talking with my hands, and my body language is very open. And I found that actually that's how I'm talking when I do the TFMs now. So maybe there's something in that. Maybe, you know, what Shane's picked up on is something that w- was very subconscious at the time. And thinking back, I probably was a little bit more hunched and my delivery was different and maybe not as animated as it as it is now. So, you know, it's it's been a... It's 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 been a strange year. It's been a lot has changed. I've ended up with a you know with a small podcast business that 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 works, helps and works with other people on you know on a number of projects, which is great. I've done some sales consultancy. I've taken on a you know a, a role as an executive director of a trade body, uh, one that I've been on the board for for quite a number of years, but I'm now. You know, moved into a into a paid role, doing some work to support that organisation on a part time basis. So, a lot has developed over that over that period of time, um, and a lot of and and to be fair, none of which I probably would have imagined too much. You know, in those first few weeks or the first few months of, you know, of taking stock of what was going to go, what was going to go next. So thanks Shane for because you've done that it's made me think back a little bit over the course of the year and I guess it's it's easy to forget that TFM absolutely has been a journey you know um for me and that obviously if you if you take a point earlier on in that journey it 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 is obvious that 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 a lot of ground has a lot of ground has been covered so uh so, you know, thanks for pointing that out. The other thing we you, you need to know about Shane is that he's a serious runner. Um, and he was telling me about the, the, the his sort of targets for his running and the fact he's trying to beat, I think this year, he's trying to beat uh, his best for last year, which was 1,375 miles. Now, you may recall I was trying to get to 850 and didn't quite manage it because of an injury. I think it ended up being about 15, 20 miles short. So... To be 500 miles on from that, that is one hell of an achievement. That is some serious running. So I have to, I have to sort of, uh, you know, tip a nod in your direction for quite a stunning achievement. Um, but then I also think he's my new supporter. So I kind of got my own back a few weeks ago. Tuesday. I was listening to a, um, I think it was the Bunker podcast um, a few weeks ago and um, um, Ian Dunt was um, interviewing a guy called Ian Dale who I believe was a a Tory MP or certainly ran to be a Tory MP Um, and is now, amongst other things, is a political commentator but he also uh, presents on LBC and he was talking to him about a book that he'd um, edited. I don't know if he's written any sections of this book, but I know he's certainly edited sections of this book. And it's about the British prime ministers, and it's a, a an essay on each one of the UK prime ministers, obviously from you know the furthest back to to where we are now. And each, uh, and I don't, and again, I'm not quite sure if it's an individual author that's written um, on each uh, prime minister, or whether some authors have done multiple ones. I haven't, I haven't looked at, I can't remember from the the original podcast. Um, but it seemed a fascinating concept, that you, and the idea being that you go and read essentially a chapter on a prime minister, and it's a short potted history, and from that you make a decision if you want to do a a bit more research on any particular one of the PMs and I remembered this and it stuck in my head and I was was looking for something to listen to the other day and I was going through BBC Sounds and I found a series that Nick Robinson had done where he did a similar sort of thing, he did these 15 minute um, kind of mini documentaries uh, on um, a lot of UK Prime Ministers and he said to give you a flavour of um, you know the likes of Pitt and Walpole and Disraeli and Lloyd George and all these kind of figures, uh, and even though I'm, my, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a very, I'd like to think I'm a bit of a student of politics, but I'm not, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, particularly well read in terms of political history. Um, I uh, I thought, Do you know what, I'll I'll try this because it'd be nice, fifteen minute chunks and uh you know and it will help with a little bit of knowledge um or, or giving me a little bit of a you know a, a sort of a a base of knowledge that i can that I can kind of hopefully move out from and I have to say it's been fascinating uh and if you fancy something different to listen to um you know they're very engaging they've got some great guests there's a lot of you know, prime ministers on there. There's a lot of political figures on there, um, a lot of interesting people who turned up to 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 pass comment. Um, but they're just really, really accessible um, little chunks of um, political history to give you some indication, you know, of of what a particular prime minister was remembered for and some of the challenges they faced. In, in their own time. Uh, and it's it's kind of... I'm now thinking that I'm going to have to to, to buy this, this book that Ian Dale's put together and then maybe start to think about researching some of the others because there's some absolutely fascinating stories uh, and some fascinating human stories that have gone on, you know, behind that famous black door. So I can't recommend um, the Prime Minister's on BBC Sound's Highly enough uh, I like Nick Robinson I think he's got a, a a nice you know pithy way of of delivering this kind of um, this kind of sort of historical fact so if you fancy something different if you're out and about on a walk or a run and you fancy something a little bit you know and I know you are audio listeners then then give that a try and see see what you think and let me know Wednesday. It has been cold this week. It seems to have been perpetually below freezing um, for all of the week. Uh, We've had dustings of snow, but it's been quite dry. The wind's been quite dry, and it just has been cold. And the reason why I'm mentioning that today is because I went out for a run this morning, about half past seven, and the gauge in the car said minus six and a half when I got out to go for a run. And having checked the BBC weather app, which gives you that kind of crazy feels like temperature, um, which I guess is a combination of, you know, of the wind and all those factors and the wind chill and what have you, and that was reading minus eleven. And all I can say was it felt like minus eleven. Um it was it that tightness in the chest when you're running because of the, you know, of the coldness in the air, and then just You know, cold fingers, cold toes, cold ears. When I got back, even though you know, normally my feet don't normally get cold when I'm running. Um, I I, wear—I do have to wear gloves. I I struggle with circulation in my hands, so I do tend to wear gloves when I'm running. Up to about five or six degrees, you know, above freezing, Uh, I tend to find that my hands do get a bit cold. I think that's just something to do with the fact, you know, about keeping your fingers moving when you're running, which often you forget to do. You, You you just kind of hold your hands. So I often wear gloves to help keep my hands um, warm. In fact, most times, you know, if it's three four degrees above, I'll start off and then about halfway through, take the gloves off, and my hands will be warm for the rest. N- not so hands curled round. I was I was conscious of of, of moving my hands all the time um, when I was when I was running um, just just to try and keep some kind of circulation going in my fingers. Um, it was really really. bad bitterly cold um this morning the, the the coldest i've ever been the coldest i can ever remember um was about this time of year and it was in amsterdam and if you've ever spent any time in amsterdam or around that part of the world in uh in sort of january late january early february it is really cold and it's and for whatever reason it's in the wind it's in the wind chill it's that kind of um, you know, really gives you pain in your face, kind of cold. Uh, and I've been, I've been used to go to a, a trade event in Amsterdam, and I went a couple of years on the bounds, and it was bitterly, 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 you know, cold in Amsterdam. And it was a similar sort of cold today, you know, out and about, um, running. So I don't know what it's been. I, you know, we're talk all, talking all the time about global warming, and it's been the warmest temperatures, you know, this year or the second warmest year on record, but. Trust me, it wasn't this morning. Thursday. So I need to talk a little bit about Tenet. And if you don't know what Tenet is, Tenet's a film, and it's a film that was due to be one of the big box office releases last year. I think outside of the Bond movie, Tenet was up there as being one of the things that you know, the 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 uh, the film studios were thinking would, and certainly the cinemas were thinking, would be a big revenue driver for the year. Um, and if you've not watched any Chris Nolan films, um, you may have come across, I mean, Dunkirk was a Chris Nolan film, um, you may have come across and watched the excellent Dark Knight trilogy, so the Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises trilogy, that was Christopher Nolan. Um and amongst other things he did um an incredible film called Memento um uh, which plays around with time. In fact he does a lot that plays around with with time and your perception of the world. So Memento uh, plays out um to a certain extent in reverse. Um and you know Dunkirk was a a, a film that um operated with effectively um, the the play in three different time zones, so over the course of a, I believe an hour a day in a week. Um, though I've not seen Dunkirk, so I can't be sure, but I, I remember reading that it played out over a number of time zones. <clears throat> and um, you know, an Inception, which again is is hugely weird, that that plays about with different realities folding in on each other and happening simultaneously, um, which was which was bonkers difficult to understand Um, and Tenet takes the biscuit Tenet is beautiful and exhilarating and you know but at the same time virtually impossible to fathom uh, and involves this incredible sequence at the end where the action is taking place both um moving forward and moving backwards at the same time. It's it's a it's an inverted take on the world. It's quite it's it's difficult to explain and it's really difficult to get your head round. Um, but it's incredible to watch how it's done. I don't quite know what goes on in Chris Nolan's mind to bring around stories like that um but th- i mean i'm you know this is one that i'm going to have to watch two or three times to even begin to start to piece together as as the as the action goes on you get some idea of what's going on but in terms of it being just something that plays with your mind then it it's 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 actually it's it's out there with being you know the the of the craziest things that of his work that I've seen done so um and 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 he's a he's a really really interesting director and if you've not seen any of his work if you've not seen the Batman trilogy they are absolutely superb um you know all three of them particularly the the, the second one uh with you know that, that's that's just just quite incredible but. Inception's just beautiful and mad and weird, and um, and Tenet follows in exactly the same, you know, exactly the same kind of mould. So, um, I mean, i uh, I haven't bought a DVD or had a DVD bought for me for ages, but this was one I put down on a Christmas list to get, um, simply because it, it it felt like something I didn't want to wait for for it to appear. So. If you fancy something you could do a lot worse than, than rent tenet because it is really, really, really just out there. Friday. Well, we've made it to Friday and um and and what else is Friday but you know, five for Friday time where I, I kind of dash through a few little things that have have gone on that I've kind of you know, wanted to mention and that have just appeared, uh, appeared this week. Um, and the, the, the first one, and I've not watched it yet, but I, I don't know if it was on this week or last week, but, but I know it's, it's sat on the iPlayer waiting to be watched. I'm a big fan of not going out. I think, um, there's a lot to be loved about, uh, Lee Mack's comedy series. Um, I, I think if you if you're going to write something that is very very much about setup gag setup gag which is what he does it's a, it's a rapid delivery of 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 jokes and it's and it's uh you know it's a beautiful example of of a sitcom where with with a lot of setups and a lot of payoffs and um, what makes Not Going Out has always made it very, very good. Has been a very, very strong supporting cast, including as the series has gone on, the wider family, who are all excellent and um, I believe that either this week or last week's, so I've got my timings a bit wrong, was the, was the last one that Bobby Ball was in. Now, um, for those of us of a certain age, we remember Cannon and Ball from the 70s and the 80s, but I think when you see him in something like Not Going Out, you realise um, the pedigree of that kind of comedian from that kind of age. His performance is, is, is really good. Uh, he's an excellent foil uh, in it, um, for, for Lee Mack and, and it's just a shame that we lost him and obviously we lost him as part of the COVID pandemic, so I haven't seen the episode yet, I believe there's some kind of tribute in it to him, which will be you know, which will be th- thoroughly deserved, but it was just it's a great show, he was very very good in it and he, you know it's a shame when we lose people like that because the UK's got I've always managed to produce great sitcom actors that that you know that do a really sterling job in a different way to the way the Americans do it, and you know, and he's part of that tradition, so he'll he'll absolutely be missed. So so that that's been floating through my head this week. So I just noticed sit on iPlayer and at some point we'll catch up and we'll we, we'll watch that. Um, I got a bit I got a bit annoyed on Wednesday with with PMQs, and the only reason I got annoyed with PMQs is not that PMQs this week was any different to any previous week I'm just getting bored of prime ministers not answering questions and I'm just and I I've hit the point where you know I watch it or I listen to it or I read the feedback and I just think we deserve so much better we deserve so much better from our elected politicians that actually in a session which is about questioning the government and holding them to account and getting them to explain what their plans and their policies are that actually it shouldn't be seen as 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 a bit of you know high bants, because that's that's not what it is so yes you know boris has found a way of 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 dealing with Keir Starmer and he's he's done it by essentially bluff and bluster and complaining that you know that the Labour Party should be behind everything the government's doing in in a time like we're in at the moment and that's fine I kind of get it but you know what it is the job of the opposition to hold the government account. And when they're asked a question, we as the electorate deserve an answer. If even if you don't feel that you should answer the leader of the opposition, I actually would quite like an answer to the question, you know, that's been asked in a lot of instances. So I got a bit frustrated with that this week. But we you know, just that'll pass and we'll we'll move on. Um something dropped on my inbox this morning. Uh, that I can get fifty percent off a meatless meatball marinara from Pret a and I'm still trying to get my head around a meatless meatball marinara. And if anybody can help me with this, and I know what you're going to say, you're going to say vegan sausage roll, and you're going to say Linda McCartney's vegetarian ham, you know, burgers to me, or vegetarian sausage to me, and that there's a whole history of things without meat. Referencing meat, so we understand what they are. I get it. It was just when it dropped through, fifty percent off, meatless meatball marijuana wrap. I mean, isn't that just a wrap if you take the meat out? Effectively, maybe not just taking out the filling. I, I, I don't know. So I, I found that a little bit quirky when it dropped in the when it dropped in the inbox this morning. Um, I, I had a problem on. I think it was yesterday. I think it's happened I might have happened twice this week. Do you find yourself taking imaginary steps? I had a couple of instances this week when I was out walking and I went to take a normal step and the ground appeared far quicker than I thought it would as if in my head I thought I was taking a step down um you know down a flight of stairs and i misjudged and i was surprised when i hit the when i hit the ground because i was expecting the ground to be further away than it was and i don't quite know what goes on in your brain when that happens but for some reason it's happened to me twice this week now I occasionally stumble when I'm running. That's different. But when you're walking and then suddenly you, take a, you put your foot out and you expect it to hit the floor at a certain moment and actually the floor appears far quicker. How does that work? How does that go on in your brain? That, that, that your brain is expecting you to take the first in a series of downward steps, as in a flight of steps, and it's not there. So anybody that can answer that for me, I'd, I'd really, really appreciate it. And finally, finally... Um, FA Cup success. We've made it through. We've made it through to the quarterfinals. I know it wasn't a big ask, and I know anything with my football team this year is a bonus because of where we are in the Premier League, even though we haven't been playing that badly. Um, And I know it was only Bristol City this week. I believe it was City or Rover. I think it was City this week. But anyway, um, we're in the draw for the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. We've come out with Chelsea. Okay, it's going to be a huge ask. But do you know what I quite fancy us against Chelsea. And I apologize if there's any Chelsea fans on the, you know, that listen, but I quite fancy us against Chelsea in a couple of weeks time. It's the weekend of my birthday. And I don't I don't know yet. I don't know if we've organized what date falls or it falls on the Saturday or the Sunday, but it's the weekend of my birthday. So that would be a that wouldn't be a bad 50th birthday present would it? To get through a semi-final of the FA Cup beating Chelsea at Chelsea. So we'll live in hope on that one. I'm going to go with that as being the thing I'm going to cling on to for the end of this week is that um, forget everything, forget the fact I couldn't understand Tenet, forget the fact that PMQs was a car crash, forget the fact that my left leg appears to think that I'm going down a flight of steps. Um, let's just go with I could end up with uh, a passage to the same file of the FA Cup as a 50th birthday present and I will leave you with that one. I hope you're well. Um, please take care if you've had a vaccination this week congratulations and i'll speak to you all soon if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production